Hello everybody, today we're coming to you from Just Velocity Studios on behalf of Mitra 9's ongoing podcast series called Kava, Kratom and Community. Today we have a wonderful guest, Taylor Bateman. She lives right here in Fort Myers and we're going to find out a lot about her. She was a former childhood actor. She is currently a videographer and in film school. Hello Taylor, how are Hi, you? Hi, I'm good, how are you? Doing good. So. Um, Tell me, where are you from, and how did you end up in Southwest Florida? So, crazy story. I'm from Utah. Um, how I ended up here is I went off traveling by myself for a little bit to get away from the snow, because it's been snowing like crazy, and I just ended up falling in love with this place. So I started visiting, and then I recently drove my car down here, and now I'm here. Absolutely. So you said you fell in love with it. What yes. about Southwest Florida really, like? drove it home for you, like this is where I want to um, At first it was the sun, because I was so sick of the cold and the snow. We got 700 inches in one of our ski resorts this year. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, but mostly what sold it for me was the people. The people? Okay. Yeah. You know, I've never been to Utah, but I know people who have, and they say that it's absolutely one of the most beautiful states. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what yeah. about it? Is it the mountains? All the, the mountains. snow? Oh my gosh, the mountains. It's, yeah. Utah is so interesting because it has like... It has like complete polar opposites on like the north end and the south end. Like if you go, like where I'm from, like near Salt Lake City, you've got the amazing mountains and ski resorts and snow and um, just forest areas. And then you go three hours south and it's just desert and like red rock and really? never seen snow and never seen rain. And it's it's really interesting, but it's really fun because you can just take a day trip down south and go hiking all you want and then go up north and. I guess there's still hikes in the mountains, yeah. but it's different. <laughs> well, that's pretty exciting. I never knew that. So, um, so tell me, with um, your being a videographer and film school, what inspired you to sort of go in that direction? Well, I I feel like I've always known that I was going to go in this direction. I I was like both my parents are in the film industry, so I grew up like surrounded by that completely. My mom's an actress, and my dad's a music film composer. Um, and so I grew up around the music and the post-production and then, um, and then acting through all of it. And it's just, I really, um, it's just, it's so exciting being on a set and with the crew and everyone's like working together and it's just like, it's just a really special feeling and I, like, there's no way I was going to let go of that. Really? Okay. So if, let's say, I know you said you were a childhood actor, you're not that, yeah. you're not that old, so that wasn't that long ago, <laughs> but like, where would I, where would I find a clip of you? Or where I know, I, I look like I'm 16, that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, man, I, there was, there was this one film I did, um, it's called Spinwalker Ranch, and it was this, it was a horror film, and I was always so excited about it, um, because I got to play this little kid who's like possessed by a a ghost or something and so I like I prepared for the role and I practiced it like I practiced in front of the mirror every day and um, we filmed it and then as soon as the film came out I wasn't allowed to watch it because oh, it really? was a horror film right, and it would have right. scared me to death <laughs> and so I grew up in like these and it was the same people that had done um, a lot of other films and so I grew up with all these films that I couldn't even see Really That's interesting. I know. I've always, I've always wondered that. You yeah. know, when you're looking at a horror film and there's a young kid in it, and you're uh -huh. like, you know, like, how does a parent just decide whether this is good or bad for their child? Yeah, right. <laughs> Did your parents have that issue, or were they just so comfortable with the music industry that it really wasn't an issue with them? Um, I mean, filming wasn't an issue because, like, when you when you're filming, it's like it's very it's very different than how it ends up looking on the screen. You know, like there's 
we've got crazy special effects. Like some in in the scene, like some guy's head kind of explodes. I'm like, I don't know if that's <laughs> too much to say here, no, but <laughs> but I mean, like what it was is a watermelon. And so yep. when I was young, like all I knew was that they were blowing up this watermelon, and it was awesome. Yeah. Um, but, but once you the, see it in the, the film, screen, it's completely different. Yeah, that's yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. You know, um, the special effects nowadays. Yeah. Right. So um, with being a videographer, what does that um, entail? A lot. I mean, there's so much you can do with videography. I think that's why I love it so much. It's just like these past few years that I've been um, just getting a, like a lot of business, I've just been able to do lots of different things, like music videos, corporate events, weddings. Um, like there's, there's, there's just so much, like master classes, tutorials, stuff like that. And they're all very, very different. So you kind of get to experience like a whole lot of different things until you find something that you really like. It's your calling, you know. So you're actually in a recording studio. You're in the podcast room of Just Velocity Studios. Uh, we have a lot of uh, clients and artists that um, are looking for a, a talented videographer to help them with. Um, their music videos. Yes. Um, like, <laughs> what do you think about that? Is that is that something you might be interested in? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think music is like a really big part of all my videos, no matter what it is. That's kind of the main. That's like the kind of the reoccurring thing is that I like music is half the film to me because okay. it's just that's that's where I get my inspiration from. Um, and like I said, like my dad was a film composer, so I wrote up. I I grew up. Um, and I also started writing cues for films as well. And so it's, yeah, music has always been a really big part of my life. And music videos is something that I've really wanted to um, just start doing. Okay. Yeah. So um, in our community, um, we have artists that are looking for, like, low-budget, you know, type <laughs> videos. Does that exist in your industry? Uh, oh, and what, what, what advice would you give a young artist that, like, is thinking that, a music video might help this their music. Well, it definitely will. I mean, absolutely. And I would say you probably get what you pay for a little bit. I mean, I think if you find some people that are just starting out in the music video industry, they might just be looking for people just to get content, you know? And so, I mean, it's definitely, I think, I don't know, I think sometimes it's about the passion more than it is about the job. I mean, you can, you can go in the industry and just get lots of jobs and but if you if you don't do a project for yourself every so often about something that you're passionate, passionate about yeah. yourself, then it kind of you you don't want to lose that, you know. I don't know if that answers your question. No, it sure, it sure does. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, I think it'll be great because we have a lot of great artists in the community. Yeah. Um, and who knows? Maybe something great could come out of that. Mm -hmm. Also, directing. Yeah. Okay. Um, when we spoke before the podcast, I understand that like directing is your thing. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about it and, and what about it gets you excited? Well, I mean, it's interesting because like a lot of the people that I'm in school with right now, um, directing is also like their thing. I feel like it's a lot of people that come into the industry, um, come into the industry because they're very passionate about it. And they're passionate about it because they see these visions in their head, like these director type visions that they want to express in a film. Um, but you can't direct every time because you, it's just not really how it works. So you kind of have to learn all the different parts and be happy and comfortable um, playing the different parts with everyone else. Like that, that's what's so great about um, being surrounded by film people is that we all want to 
we're all so passionate about it that we want to help each other on set. And so that means that means sometimes I'll be like I'll be director and I'll be directing and sometimes my friends will be directing and I'll be just helping out on the crew and it really kind of bounces back and forth. So so everyone that's involved wears many hats. Yes. So one exactly. day yeah, they, they could be in a different area the next day. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So um, you're in film school. Mm-hmm. Um, where, where are you attending, and uh, what does that entail? Um, so I'm at Utah Valley University right now. I mean, I'm taking classes online right now, obviously. I'm yeah. here in Florida. Um, but, man, it has been the, the best thing in my life because I, I came in to school, like, very... Um, very overwhelmed I would say kind of like I grew up in I grew up like surrounded by film but once you're there and you're learning everything it can be kind of overwhelming at first until you realize that everyone there is just like you they're just passionate about film and they just want to tell stories and so these people it's just been amazing to like um, just like come together with these people and just realize that it's just a group of people that are coming together to tell a story and that's what I think is like so powerful about it What's your favorite class? Oh man, <laughs> I I love I love all my editing classes because I'm I love editing. It's so what is what does that entail? So this is mm-hmm. post production. You yes. just said okay. Yeah, yeah. Put, it's post production. So I love working on set, but then once you get all the footage, editing is where it like really comes to life. And um, the my favorite directors um, play a lot with their editing styles, and that's something that I really value and like notice in every film that I watch. Um, so yeah, and I mean we we've, we've like studied different films like before editing and after editing and you can edit a film in so many different ways. Like Star Wars, for example, was very very different before um the, it was it was very it was edited very different at first and people didn't like it. And so they took the whole film and they re-edited it and now it's a masterpiece. Exactly. So that I mean that tells a lot right there. Yeah. <laughs> like it adds just an extra layer of productivity and like um, community. Um, so I would say, don't be afraid to ask questions. Like when I was on my first set, um, as a PA, I asked questions about every single thing that everyone asked because I didn't understand a single thing because it's like talking in a different language. Um, but then once you get the hang of it, once you learn it, it just, it really comes to you. And so, yeah, that's what I would say. (laughs) Very nice. So I had a question that was I was going to ask, you know, who is your favorite director? But yeah. just earlier you had, it was plural. So, oh. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, well, who is your favorite director? Well, I love a lot of different directors for a lot of different reasons, but I say my favorite is Guy Ritchie, for sure. Really? He's like, yeah, I think his, just his editing style and the way he, like, writes scripts, he's just... Um, now, forgive me, I'm ignorant. Yeah. What, what's, what's one movie that... Oh yeah! Oh my gosh! So, well, what's your favorite movie that he directed? <laughs> so, Guy Ritchie, man, um, he directed, um, he did King Arthur: Legend of the Sword. I don't okay. know if you saw that I one. I did. Um, and The Gentleman just came out, but it's all it's all the very very similar styles. He plays with like time a lot, which I love. Like he goes back and forth between scenes, and it just adds like an extra layer of understanding and um, just really pulls you in. And that's something that I've really studied and I've used on the scripts that I write. Um, I'm writing a series right now that very much incorporates that. I like I just wrote I just read a lot of his scripts to see how he wrote it out and okay. so yeah and I love that. Can you tell us a little bit about it or is it top secret? Oh man. <laughs> if it's top, top secret, secret, it's okay. No, it's not at oh, all. Okay. Um 
it's about these two girls, they're sisters, and they run away from home, and they decide to squat in this big mansion that's just kind of like, it's owned by like a snowbird, he only comes once a year, um, and they end up in the middle of this whodunit murder mystery. Okay. So and is it is it located in Florida? I hear, I heard snowbirds. Oh yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. I've been I've been bouncing off Florida or Utah because they're both very very different. Yeah, and I it, guess it could be yeah. either one. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like we use snowbirds in in Utah all the time for they have big cabins up there and just for the ski resorts. You know, okay. I think that's I think that's where it's probably going to be produced is in Utah. In Utah, mm-hmm. okay. Well, we'll get to see the mountains and yeah, right? and the desert <laughs> in one state. Yeah, that'll be great. I, I, it was winter in Utah, and I was just really done with it. I was done with the <laughs> snow just that year. I love, I love snow, okay. but sometimes it gets a little bit too cold. Um, but I was like, it was kind of, it was my first time out of the country alone, and I was, um, I. I think it just meant a lot to me because it just took a lot of courage for me to... I didn't even know where Belize was. Okay. And once I, I looked it up... I don't think I could find it either. Yeah, right? <laughs> and I, once I looked it up, I, I didn't realize this until after I had already gone, but once I looked it up, it's not a very safe country. Okay. And I flew there by myself, so I'm, I shouldn't have done that, but I also really am glad that I did because I, I went to Belize and I started meeting all of these people that... Um, that were just like really like special friendships to me and we ended up just kind of getting a cab and we just drove up through Mexico and just like spent a lot of time together and had all these adventures together and then that was also the trip that I flew from I flew to Florida on my way back to Utah and as soon as I landed in Fort Myers um that's that's when I found like that's when I found this place and fell in love with it and um I know we're going to probably talk about it later, but I want to say now, like, the Cava Kratom community is one of the biggest reasons why I fell in love with this place. Okay. We don't have Cava bars in Utah. And so as when I came here for the first time and I came to um, this Cava bar right down here, um, it was just, it was a really special experience where I got to really see the people that live here. And like I said, the people sold me. Okay. Like, what about the people? Say, um... How are they different from, say, other areas that you've traveled mm-hmm. or other? Um, we call it a, we call it a bar, a kava bar. Yeah. Um, the alcohol bars. There's many different types of bars that people yeah. can go to. What makes this environment different? Um, I would say it's probably a mix between like a like a, an alcohol bar and a coffee shop. So I I love finding places where I can work, and so like working on my laptop is a big thing because I edit all the time constantly, um, and so I I found this place initially because I wanted a nice place to work, and as soon as I came here I just started talking to people and people started talking to me back, and you don't like I had never found that in any coffee shop that I'd gone to or even bars like I. The people were very just real and wanted to get to know me, and I wanted to get to know them, and yeah. No, I agree because well, we just realized that we attend the same kava bar. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but you're you're an afternoon patron, uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm an evening patron, so right. we, we had never really met before this. But I, I feel the same way with the with the community. It's like a big family. Yeah. What I love about it too, and you might have seen it, you know, being in the the video, you know, the video and the film and the mm-hmm. directing type is that there's so many talents in this community. There's musicians, there's artists, there's you know people like you that yeah. are looking f- to make movies and direct. Uh, and it just, uh, it, and it's so inclusive of everybody. 
Yes. So it's it's a very safe, a welcoming atmosphere. That that's what I love about it. Yeah, I I remember I came here and I saw coloring books in the corner, and yeah. that's like that was the first thing that I noticed. And I was like, wait a minute, I've been colored since I was five years old. But I got out a coloring book and I started coloring, and I didn't feel like embarrassed about it. Exactly. Like if I was at a coffee shop and I started coloring in a picture of like. Um, a parrot is the one I've been working on for like almost a year now. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. little by little. Right? Yeah, little by little. But um, I was I was just thinking that I was like, wow, I really feel safe to be myself here, and it's because everyone else is themselves. With Carver and Kratom, what is the appeal of those particular um, products? Well, I think um, I think the appeal is that I mean, there's a lot of little things. Like it's it's a lot of people who are trying to step away from alcohol, switch to common kratom, they don't, I mean, I know they don't give you hangovers and stuff like that. Um, There's just not as many, like, side effects as alcohol has, Um, but they still make you feel great. And I love that there's different kinds. Like, some make you feel energized, some make you feel, just boost your mood, and that's awesome. Like, mood boosters. So what do you usually go to? Like, what what does your body need most of the time? Yeah. Um... A lot of times I just go for green because it's just green. it's a mix and it's it kind of gives me like a little bit of everything like I feel I feel energized and I feel happy I feel talkative but I also feel relaxed enough that I can just really focus on work if I need to. Um, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, I prefer the red yeah. myself. Uh-huh. I usually get the straight red tea. Oh yeah. I like its calming effects and its pain relief. Yeah. Yes. But um, my favorite though, when I want to splurge on calories, uh-huh. is I get the Dragon Slayer. Really? Yeah. I do too. Right. That's yeah. so awesome. I was going to mention that one. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that, that's one of the best ones that I yeah, think Yeah, I love that one. Yeah. So. I mean, that's another fun thing about it is you can just make so many different drinks and then you just like, I don't know, all of them have different feelings. So I feel like you can kind of connect with people more on what their favorite drink is and like learn more about them that way. Right. So the, the green strain is Kratom. Do you ever drink kava at all? I don't. I actually haven't tried Kratom. You haven't. Uh-uh. Okay. I need to though. But yeah, I drink Kratom mostly. Yeah, yeah, me too. Occasionally, I'll I'll do a bula, as they call it, and, uh, <laughs> and I, I love the benefits from that. Yeah. Well, no, I really enjoyed talking to you. Um, I I think this is going to be great. And I was wondering if, if people wanted to find out more about you, mm-hmm. where would they be able to find you? Um, I just I have Instagram. It's Taylor dot Renee R E N E E dot Bateman. Um, <laughs> That's what I would say. I'm on YouTube, too. I post all my wedding films, all my cinematic films, um, and stuff like that on YouTube as well. Well, I, I know that, you know, film school and directing, but, you know, right now you are doing wedding mm-hmm. videography. Yeah. Okay, just tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so... What's the appeal? Oh, man. Weddings are incredible. I mean, first of all, they can get very stressful, and so you have to be able to manage that stress. And if you do it in the right way, sometimes the stress can be really exciting. It can turn into, like, excitement. Um, but it's just, I, I love weddings. I think, it's, I think it's, like, really awesome to be a part of, um, like, the best day in people's lives. And it's, I, I, I like the, <laughs> this is going to be kind of a stupid analogy, but I, I kind of feel like it is a film in some way in that the, there's a build coming up to the wedding. You have to do a lot of planning with the bride, a lot of planning with the parents. And then you have to really understand what they want. And then the wedding day is like the climax. And it's just a little bit crazy and a little bit all over the place. But there's so much excitement. And 
I always get really excited because I'm always like, oh, that shelf is awesome. I can't wait to look at that in the editing room. You oh, know? beautiful. Um, and then it just it feels really good once it's over. And my, my favorite part of it all is just the editing. Like, I, I spend probably about 10 hours editing a wedding film. And oh, wow. it's a long time because I, I put a lot of pride and work into my edits to make it very personable. And um, I, yeah. Okay. I don't know what else to say about that. I mean, I'm, I'm very passionate about the editing process. I, I can see that. I can see that. So, you know, you mentioned Instagram, you mentioned YouTube, but what if, what about those that are looking for a videographer for their wedding? Is mm -hmm. that something, like, how would they find you for that? My Instagram for weddings is Taylor Renee Films. So Taylor, R-E-N-E-E -E -E Films. Um, there's, like, a double R in there, so I'm like, weird, but, um... Yeah, that's where I find most of my clients. That's where most of my clients find me. Um, either that or word of mouth. But I love finding people on Instagram because I, I love that knowing that they've already seen my work. Um, and I love making funny reels. That's, that's fun. <laughs> well, um, since I know I'll probably be bumping into you occasionally, yeah. uh, it'll be great to be able to, to keep up with your progress and eventual graduation and mm -hmm. who knows what else after that. So yeah. uh, I wish you the best of luck and I, I appreciate you sitting with me today and, and telling us your story. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs>